Hi there, and welcome to Sports Politics and Discussion. Um, you're through to Sham. I'm joined by my colleague Chris again, and yeah, we're going to be talking about UFC. What's going on, Chris? Uh, not much. Just watched some UFC last night and uh, had a good time. It was an amazing event. The main event, of course. Very amazing. Oh, I had a mini heart attack last night, Chris. Why is that? So I bought the event, right, mm-hmm. of BT Sport, and uh, yeah, it wouldn't come on. Oh, and yes. I was through a customer service, right? Mm-hmm. Oh, I was going nuts. I was actually going insane. And I couldn't get it through a customer service or anything. And then it just randomly flicks on for the call main. Really? So it took that long? Took that long. And then... Um, this is course, why I, I stream everything. Yeah, I know. It, it is a mix take. I mean, our guys, if you're going to take that long, I'm never... Like, you've actually put me off buying a UFC event now, unless they go yeah. over to Sky Box Office or something. <laughs> purely because I don't want to experience that again. Yeah, that's uh, that that's pretty shit. Like you you missed a couple of fights. Well, I caught up to him in the morning. Oh, okay, good. There was a lot of knockouts and uh, submissions. Lot lots of finishes on uh, this. I watched the prelims as well because the prelims were free. Yeah, and they they were also good. They were very good. Um, yeah. but yeah, let's uh, go straight to the point, the main <laughs> event. Let's yeah. Uh, Forget the rest, because it's all about the main event. History making or what, Chris? Yeah, that was uh, absolutely amazing. I mean, if UFC had a Mount Rushmore, Habib would be on there. Yeah, yeah. I mean, he maybe, yeah, maybe, possibly, perhaps. Um, if our audience are wondering why Chris's reactions are so um, depressing, it's because he lost his house last night as well. Yeah. Last time you uh, should bet against Habib, Chris. Well, you hey, won't be able to anymore, anymore. Hey, two more leg kicks and it's a different story, okay? Okay, yeah, because Chris would have not only lost his house, but maybe even lost his family too. <laughs> lost them all to the mob. <laughs> exactly. The mob called Wahid. Oh, bloody hell. Yeah, exactly. Wahid and his his sneaky betting ways. He'll have you sleeping with the fishes. <laughs> with his fishes, all 40 of them. Wait, he wants me to sleep with his fishes? What? <laughs> yes. <laughs> so, like, this fight was uh, very good. This was a very entertaining fight. I, w- I was actually, like, like, this is, like, the... This is like Khabib at his best, you know? Khabib's just getting better. Yeah, it was... I I can't explain it. It was just, like, it's in a way, like, it was the perfect moment ever. Like, it's purely... It's like a movie moment. Do you get me? Yeah. But at the same time, it makes you wonder what he could do if he continued on. So, Paul, for our audience that don't know, Khabib Nurmagomedov, um, basically, he's retired last night. Um, makes sense. I mean, perfect moment to retire. That's why it's a movie moment. Yeah. Uh, but it is a bit disappointing for us fans because what a way to retire. You retired on top. Yeah, but it's not a perfect retirement. Why Why you just got to leave it at 29 and all? Why, why you got to hurt my OCD like that, bro? <laughs> uh, oh, Chris. Um... There was no one left for him. Yeah. There was uh, no that, that's the you can only give him like Tony Ferguson, but like he just beat Yeti who beat Tony. Quite comprehensively. Yeah. Like and there's also GSP. We all want to see him fight GSP. It's a pipe dream at the most. GSP's like dirt old now. Like a GSP said himself he's never entering the octagon. Even if he does, he's going to come in at a middleweight. Yeah. Yeah, he can't come in lighter than middleweight. And the only thing I can say is, after seeing what happened last night, it would have been nice to have seen Habib at welterweight. Yeah, that would have been interesting. Like, maybe could have been a double champ. 
Yeah, I know. But Kamaru is like so big and strong himself. Mm. It would have been a good challenge to watch. Yeah, I mean, uh, 170, that's a big leap in weight as well, though, isn't it? 155, yeah, 15 rather than like the usual 10. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it makes you think though, there's so many fighters out there that fit into the middle bracket that you know, lightweight's a bit too less for him and welterweight's a bit too much. Like, I can name me five fighters offhand that would suit a weight class between the two. Well, I was actually hearing rumors that Khabib uh, GSP'd his uh, weigh in, if you know what I mean. What do you mean uh, with the early weighing? Like, um, you know, when uh, GSP fought Nick Diaz, like uh, Nick Diaz was complaining that they, they cheated on the scale to make sure that he passed. I don't think Habib cheated, but he definitely did uh, time that weighing very weirdly. But mm. um, in a way, it's, it's not against the rules. Mm-hmm. He's timed it at perfection. You yeah. can't knock the guy. I mean, yeah, like when you're bringing up conspiracies like that, you're kind of, uh, you're just looking for stuff, aren't you? You're just nitpicking. Nitpicking. Like, I mean, how can you say the scales were, because the scales would be the same for everyone? Well, I don't know how to do it. It wasn't as blatant as Daniel Cormier pushing the towel down. Shit. Habib's the AKA guy. Yeah, they know how to cheat the scales. To be fair to Daniel Cormier, mm-hmm. pushing the towel down, yes, it looked really bad. But try to weigh yourself and push a towel down. It's going to have absolutely no impact no, on the weight. There was two guys on each end holding it, right? And he was pushing it, and they were, like, standing back and staggering. So they were basically holding them up, with the, holding them up a bit with the towel. Uh, you know what? We need to test this theory. Someone gets scale, right? And let's see if it does make an impact. But hey, like I've been at local events, like backstage or at weigh-ins, and uh, they've put mats on the weight on the scales to make sure guys are in and stuff like that. And not told you the opponent, of course. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that, that when I saw that, that actually resulted in a pretty brutal knockout. Oh. <laughs> but but there's they they do stuff like this, don't they? They find ways. You find ways to take steroids, you find ways to... But it's just part of the sport, I guess, you know? It is. Um, so, yeah, let's uh, go straight to the fight then. Let's talk about that first round. Uh, what did you think, Chris, of uh, the way the fight started? It was quite... Uh, how can I call it? For me, I thought it was quite tentative, the start, the first minute or so. Yeah, they had a feel-out process for the first two minutes. And then they just went crazy. Like, Khabib kept going forward. Justin was, like, for the first time going back in his career. <laughs> and he, he was landing some really nice leg kicks, some nice punches. Yes, but Khabib Chris, was we get walking, it, leg kicks. Hold on. But what, what nice Khabib was just walking through them like nothing. Like, he landed a couple of punches that I thought for sure it would have, like, at least rocked them or knocked them out, you know, dropped them. But Khabib just walked through them. Yeah, you're right. You're completely right. He came, for me, Gaethje came in with a great game plan. No doubt about it. It was a brilliant game plan. It, it seemed to somehow work, but I do, this is the thing, and it's the thing that annoys me the most about fighters in lightweight. Why does everyone automatically underappreciate Habib's ability to, um, what would you call it, Habib's striking? Why do they underappreciate that? I don't it, understand. It's because it's like, unorthodox isn't it it's like he does a lot of jumping punches and i guess he's not like like if you look at someone like israel adesanya he's near four kick at him he's gonna check it have people just take it to land a punch or a takedown yeah and exactly it's a different style it just works for him it's like jake shields was hard to hit but he had terrible striking but Khabib oh, yeah. actually has a lot better striking than Jake Shields. You know, people underappreciate Habib's whole striking game completely. That he looked phenomenal. Did you see that flying knee? Yeah, that was good. Yeah, that the was front unexpected. Kicks. 
Yeah, and he, he did like knees in the clinch as well. He looked like a complete fighter in that fight. Like he was, he was like, he was dangerous everywhere. Even the submission game, it was like the mo- it was like the most complete way to end your career. Yeah, exactly. You just look like this fight needs to go in some sort of like library so that yeah. kids who are learning MMA mm-hmm. have a look at this fight and say. This is the level you guys need to reach if you want to be the best. Yeah. That is what you need to do right there. Exactly. And even though Khabib's like a grinder, he's not a boring grinder, is he? He's always pushing the pace. He's always going after people. It, he's a he's a different he's on a different level to anyone else. He's a different breed. I mean, for me personally. Yeah, the word the word grinder is a bit not right for what Habib does. Yeah. Habib isn't there to take advantage of any situation. What he does is he's got this game plan of nullifying you in mm-hmm. every single way possible. He doesn't grind you, he nullifies your attack. Yeah. Grinding is a defensive position. Mm. He nullifies your attack and he just leaves you with nothing. Like, like, there's no movement, nowhere to go, nowhere to breathe. Yeah, and you can tell that it's hell for the other guy every time. Oh, um, yeah, so the first round, man, so we've hit the bit with the leg kicks. We've talked yeah. about the knee by Habib. Those, uh, oh, yeah, those the, punches yeah. landed. Fucking hell. Yeah, and then he got the takedown at the end, and he went. He got straight to mountain, straight to that armbar. Like, uh, he was mountain. He was mounted Gaethje, and I saw the arm there. I was thinking, Khabib's not going to armbar him. And then Khabib started going for an armbar. Yeah. Uh, he nearly got it as well. So can we all admit now that being a Division 1 means shit in MMA? A Division what? A Division 1 wrestler. Oh, right. Uh, well, it means something, but not when you're fighting Khabib. <laughs> It means shit in MMA. Just take a look at a few months, uh, you know, last year when Kamaru fought, uh, what's his name? Uh, Colby. Colby. Colby's isn't, Division isn't... 1, Kamaru's Division 2. Kamaru b- destroyed him. Well, didn't yeah. destroy him, but he was clearly the better guy. Yeah. I mean, I mean, at the end of the day, it's just like you put a Division 1 wrestler in, in MMA, they still got to learn how to... Do MMA. Yeah, exactly. And that's what I mean. I, I think a lot of people in the build-up to this fight were like, oh, he's a Division One. who will know exactly what to do. He's going to do this. He's going to sprawl. He's going to, you know, move to his right. He, he can control the game. He yeah. got mounted within seconds. Probably the fastest yeah. I've ever seen anyone get mounted. It was, yeah. I mean, I, I don't know what the thing of Gates though, like, um, his ground game, he was quite, like, vulnerable there. Very. I don't know if it's just because, like, I've seen Khabib take people down, but not, like, end it that easily on the ground. Then again, look at Khabib's physique in this fight. He looked mm-hmm. huge compared to what we've seen him in the past. I was saying to my brother during the way, like, before the weigh-ins, when, you know, when they had the presser, I went, yeah. look at him, he looks massive. He looks like he's put more muscle on. And that's more evidence to the uh, Phoebe that he's been cheating the scale. I don't think he's been cheating the scale. He's put more muscle on and then went for a severe weight cut that's caused him to, you know, come out early on the scale and try to time his uh, weight cut to perfection. That's why he looked like death, because he'd yeah. added more weight. Yeah, that's true. But that that was a crazy fight, though. Yeah, that first round. Whoa. Yeah, who did he have winning that first round? I I give it to Khabib because he's yeah. just too. Um, Gaethje was just like Gaethje's leg kicks were effective and his punches were obviously, but you know Khabib just put the pace on him. Khabib landed his own good punches and Khabib got him down and nearly subbed him. Mm-hmm. In total strikes, it was pretty close. I think um, significant. Khabib had twenty four. Mm-hmm. And Gechi had 22, I believe, in that first round. Yeah. Yeah, so it was quite close in total strikes, but 
of course, forward pressure is a big, big thing. It's a big point scorer. For, so for me, it was easily Habib. Oh, yeah. The takedown, the forward pressure. The, he, almost, he was 10 seconds away from finishing that fight. He, he was. He was pretty close. Like, uh, as I said, Gaethje was really vulnerable on the ground. I don't know if he's just not good on the ground and he's just never there. Or he's just, or Khabib is just that much better than everyone else. Um, so let's go to the second round. Um, mm-hmm. Not much to talk about. It was pretty much rinse and repeat of the first. Yeah, but it didn't last as long. Didn't last as long. Of course, yeah. both fighters started tiring. So what happens when a fighter tires, there's more opportunity. Yeah. Um, one of the big ones for me in that second round was I like to gauge his attitude going into it. Yeah, fair enough. He's lost in the second round. But for <laughs> me, he looked better on his feet. Yeah, like... Gucci, um, he he didn't come come in too nervous or anything. He like he came in ready to win, mm-hmm. and he was looking for the win, but he just didn't get it. In that second round, though, because he looked a bit ecstatic, you know, a bit mm-hmm. out of his depth in the first, and uh, yeah. his corner did say to him, "You need to calm down." Mm, and yeah. he did. He calmed down. He listened to his corner, and he was doing much better on his feet in the second. Yeah. Um. Of course, that pressure by Habib, that, you know, he didn't have an answer for it. That forward no. pressure was just too much, and he got taken down. And then, yeah, let's talk about that submission, Chris. Yeah, nice triangle choke from the top and round into the bottom. It was lovely. It's beautiful. Like, the, you know, the t- there was a tap, and we got to see someone go to sleep. <laughs> yeah, Herzog... Yeah, I don't even know what to say. I mean, he was yeah. stood... If we're watching it on TV and we can see the tap, right? Mm-hmm. Herzog, who stood right in front of him, at the exact angle to see a tap and misses it, is beyond me. Yeah, that, that's that's weird, like, how he missed that easily. It's a good thing it wasn't, like, an arm bar or something. Oh, yeah, good. Well, no, it's not a good thing. He could have caused some brain damage. No, I mean, like, could have been worse. Yeah, could have, yeah. Yeah. Um, for me, uh, what I found surprising was not mm-hmm. the submission itself, because I called that Habib would just pick off any submission he wants. It was the yeah. manner in which he did it. He he put put himself on his back purposely. Yeah, I've he did. never seen Habib do that. Like, yeah, that was. Uh, see that that's what I mean. He's like, he's getting better and he's evolving and. He's a complete martial artist, isn't he? He might be the most complete martial artist. Ever. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, maybe ever. I mean, like, you don't see Wing Chun guys in the 1800s training, uh, I don't know, yellow bamboo in Austria. (laughs) (laughs) You know what yellow bamboo is? No. It's it's one of these fake martial arts where you, like, scream to hurt people. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> oh, you leave Wing Chun alone, all right? It's perfectly fine. <laughs> oh, Wing Chun's cool, but uh, Yellow Bamboo isn't. <laughs> um, did you see that? Do you see what happened? Like, there was something that was, like, not many people seen in terms of technique during that fight. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know when Habib had the triangle choke in? Yeah. Gaethje tried to pick Habib up and slam him. Yeah, he right. and then leg. he went. He grabbed his leg. Well, he had a free arm, so he just swiped mm-hmm. swiped the leg right back down. Yeah, he, he was also looking for an arm at that uh, early on that triangle, but then switched to the choke. Oh yeah, I'm so glad he did that. <laughs> yeah, because uh, let's face it, a triangle choke submission is like quintessentially that is like the Rolls Royce of submissions. <laughs> what do you mean by that? That's <laughs> I, I kind of like that analogy, but... Uh, oh, it like is it. like... The triangle choke, let's face it, is like why people watch MMA, is to watch that submission. It is the, oh, yeah. like... It's hard to do. Yeah. It looks really cool when you do it. Yeah. And it is, like, very effective if you get it right. Yeah, I, I love a good triangle choke. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, Rolls-Royce. Um, (laughs) Rolls Royce submissions Right I have to give it to uh, Gaethje by the way Yeah 
there's no guy in MMA that is more likable than Justin Gaethje, in my opinion. Yeah, he's uh, he's one of my favorites. That's why I was hoping he'd win. But you know, he's just not as good as Khabib. Just look what he done. He's he got Habib's there. I mean, completely distraught. Can you blame him? The yeah. amount of pressure that guy's probably had on his shoulders in the last uh, six months or so is unbelievable. Yeah. You know, the rest a lot of a lot of lesser men wouldn't have stepped back in Erring. Yeah, that's right. Um, yeah, so I have to give him that, and he's there. And Gaethje just gets up after being what choked out completely. Yeah, gains consciousness, sees Habib there, distraught, and starts consoling him. Yeah, I... um, it's beautiful. Yeah, man, it was a it was a beautiful end to the fight. Like the whole uh, retirement and everything that uh, that makes me choke up a bit. Oh, it does, doesn't it? Even the speech. Yeah, it, it was a very nice. It's like it, it's the best retirement in MMA history. Do you think it'll stay a retirement? Well, I hope not, because that twenty nine is doing my head in. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's gonna. I think yeah. that there's just like I never believe anyone when they retire. By the way. Never, ever. Not anymore. Not in the modern age. Mm -hmm. But there's just something about Habib that it felt very, very believable. Yeah, it did seem a bit more legit this time. Mm -hmm. I do think Khabib is... Uh, I, I do believe Khabib. It, it, like, the thing is, at the press conference, the post-fight press conference, Dana said something like, we're lucky he was here tonight. Mm-hmm. And Dan looked quite upset at the press conference, like, like, you well, know, he's just, just lost his go-to guy, hasn't he? Yeah, just lost his the golden goose. <laughs> I mean, let's face it, Habib and Connor kept UFC up for years. Maybe Habib's just trying to, like, you know, negotiate or hype up, you know, this apparent GSP fight, but that's it's just never up. happening. That but is never one seventy-five. GSP's like 10 years past his prime. Yeah, but he's, he can still go, can't he? I don't think he can. Are you sure? Yeah, you I, I, I'm, pretty, I'm pretty confident on that. Ah, I don't GSP. think he can. I don't even think he can cut weight to welterweight. No, uh, 175. Do that. I don't think Habib would want to go up that high. Ah, uh, yeah. Well, he is a lightweight at the end of the day. I mean, it was a pipe dream at the best. It was just yeah. a pipe dream. Um, we still have Khabib brothers to look forward to. He's got like 20 of them in the UFC right now. Yeah, I know. Tell me about it. Should we <laughs> Hamza? Well, Hamza technically isn't, but yeah, well, we can group them in the same. Um, we've got Ankalaev. Yeah. How good did Ankalaev look last night? Oh, yeah. He, he looked really good. That was... Uh, that was a hell. Of, that was a great fight. Brutal great knockout. Yeah. Brutal. Um, and Kalayev, who else is there? Islam. Oh yeah, Islam. I I don't mean as uh no, I mean like his his uh, actual blood brothers, not his um training buddies. Okay, so uh, Saeed. <laughs> brothers. Okay. Saeed Nur Muhammadov, Umar Nur Muhammadov. And Usman Nurmagomedov, who is, by the way, in Beltor. Oh, right. Is it not Umar Nurmagomedov? Yeah. Is he in UFC? I think Umar's in UFC and Usman's in Beltor. Yeah, and then, then there's another one that's like... Said. Yeah. I think Said's not as good. But they're all cousins, I believe. I don't believe... I don't believe... Habib had an older brother, didn't he? And... Um, I think that's it for siblings. Because all the brother fight? Bear in mind, I've not done my research on this. I'm just purely mm. hearing this from my brother. Yeah. He, um, he states that Habib's older brother was an MMA fighter, um, but he decided to become a trainer instead. Don't know why. I don't think he had any professional fights, but apparently he was meant to be better than Habib. Yeah, they, they always say that about the guy you'll never get to see fight, don't they? Yeah. 
Yeah. Oh, he was bet. He's even better. <laughs> he's, he used he's... to say that about the BJ Penn's brother, and then he had a couple of fights, and he he, he lost one. <laughs> oh well, a lot of it though. You could be better in training. I think a lot of the fighters can be better in training, but it's there's a mental aspect of the game. Once you uh, hit that octagon mm-hmm. or that ring, um, everything changes. I mean. Uh... Joe Riggs is like the most notable guy for being really good in uh in the gym, mm-hmm. but not too good out of it. Like, well, he he was a good fighter out of the gym. I shouldn't say that, but like compared to what he was in the like in the gym, he was apparently like one of the absolute best. Yeah, it is typical that you get it a lot in boxing as well, where you yeah. get some guys in the gym that are just like monsters. They will go, they will spar, you, they will hurt you sparring. But yeah. it just doesn't click for them in the ring. Um, yeah, exactly. You never know. It's just one of those. Like, I think it's with any sport. I think some people just train better than they can produce because it's the mental aspect, the mental block uh, yeah. that sets them back. Yeah, exactly. Um, it, it, this thing is, you're, you're out there in front of a big audience, you're on TV. And it's like, oh shit! I'm not used to this. I'm I just like to train every now and then and beat people up in my gym. Yeah, exactly. Um, so yeah, let's uh, move on to what do you think is going to happen now with the lightweight division now that the belt's been vacated? Now that is a good question because who who is gonna be? Like, like they better be hoping Tony Ferguson gets it, because then you can say, oh, he might have been the guy who could beat Khabib, but it never happened because of various reasons. But That is the only way I can see Khabib ever come back into a spot. Yeah, Tony I Ferguson. <laughs> Tony That'll never Ferguson. happen. They'll hype it up, and then something will happen, and oh, we can't do it anymore. Yeah, exactly. I think that's a lost fight forever. To be fair, I just, I don't think Tony's very old as well. What he's thirty seven now. Yeah. Um, yeah, and he didn't look great in his last fight. Um, I'm not counting him out, but mm-hmm. I just don't think he he will be champion. I think he could be champion now. I don't think he'd be champion while um while Khabib's Khabib. about. No, I don't think he'll be champion now. Really. Really. I mean, he lost to Gaethje comprehensively, so... Yeah, but he could still, like, you know... He needs the look of the draw to be champion. Like, you never know, though. They could do Chandler versus Tony as a world title fight. Yeah, that's right. And I would have Tony winning that. Yeah, most likely. But, uh, you know, you never know. Like, Chandler might pull something out. I think Chandler beats uh, McGregor. No, I'm not sure about that, actually. No. I think McGregor beats them all. Really? All of them, yeah. even Tony? Tony, Chandler, Gaethje, and Dustin. So that that's probably what UFC would love, actually. Yeah, I know. <laughs> UFC, <laughs> they need that. But the problem is, is, although I think McGregor will beat them all, I think the fights are going to be pretty close. Yeah. It's not going to be... We're never going to see that McGregor that was a wrecking machine. That McGregor is long gone. Yeah, well, he's, he's going to fight Dustin soon, isn't he? Yeah. Um, my gripe with all of this is, personally, what I'd love to see, but I don't think the UFC will ever do it, is a fight tournament. Yeah, I, I would like to see a tournament. They've got at least six guys there that they can make a tournament out of. I don't think they'll ever do a one-night tournament, but the, the, they've done, like... Tournaments on separate events, like for the the flyweight belt, they did a tournament. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's what I mean. Like, do do tournament. Like, have your car fights on one night, mm-hmm. and then the next night have the semifinals, and mm-hmm. then the next night have the final. Yeah, that would be cool. Um, I, I was thinking, uh, like, you've got a lot of good talent. So, who would you who would you have in this tournament? Like, let's say we need eight people. Eight people. Let me. Yeah. Uh, I know the eight in my mind, but I just want to double check over the rankings. Oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I should do that too, actually. If 
I, I know I'm in my mind, but like I want to do it in a way where I could say this guy should fight this guy, this guy should fight this, and the time oh, yeah, goes absolutely. this way. Yeah. Um. Okay, so I've uh, bought the rankings up. Mm-hmm. Um, of course, we need rankings because it wouldn't be fair to do the fights. Um, ooh, 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 ooh. There is a lot of good fighters in this ranking. Oh, yeah? Um, okay, so shall I say my eight guys and then you mm-hmm. say yours? Yeah, well, yeah, actually, yeah, yeah, say your eight guys, yeah, that's that's. Cool. Yeah. Okay. Uh, Gaethje, Poirier, Ferguson, McGregor. Yeah. Oliveira. Mm-hmm. Now, what's Oliveira done lately? He's on like a five-fight winning streak, isn't he? Who Who's he beat? Has he beat anyone that win streak? Well, he is ranked sixth. Yeah, he is. Yeah. Um. Let me remember. I mean, I think Oliveira's got some very good submissions as of recent. He's beat some very good fighters. I think he's ranked so high because he just beat Kevin Lee. Yeah, fair enough. Kevin and Lee. it's a big streak, so yeah. yeah. Um, for me, I'm not going to include Paul Felder. Mm. Why not? Controversial. Because there's guys that are better, more deserving. Yeah, I, I don't think Felder should be among, like... I, I don't mind them so much, but you know, it's like he's he's not someone I consider a full-time fighter, is he? Mm. I would have a uh, Islam as my sixth pick. Yeah, Islam uh, Makhachev. Yeah. What what's his uh, best win? Islam's best win. Yeah. Um. Didn't he fight? Well, actually, he might get his best win very soon. Isn't he fighting RDS in two weeks' time? Oh, right. Actually, I might. Uh, I'll put Islam as a um, like. I'll put him in like a preliminary place. So if he beats RDA, he's definitely in. If he doesn't, then he's out. Mm. In my turn. Yeah. I think it's best... one fifty-five. This fight. Yeah. Oh, okay, so RDA is moving back down. Ideas moving back down. It might be a good choice. I think his best, Islam's best win was probably uh, Gleason. Well, most notable win. Nick uh, Lentz. Davi Ramos. I, I, I've never heard of Davi Ramos. He's good. Mm. But uh, yeah, that's the thing. He doesn't have like uh, too many big names on his record at this moment. But RDA, I. Yeah, definitely a big idea. So we got six guys there. Yeah. Uh, Benio Dariush. Benio. Benio. Mm. He's just so rugged, and he's always been in the rankings. I think it'd be good to put him in a tournament. Yeah, he, he's always been like among like the top fifteen, hasn't he? For a very very long time. Yes, he has losses. Mm-hmm. Um, but then he has some good wins as well, and at the moment he's on a five five fight winning streak. What was his last uh, big win? Scott Holtzman. He knocked him out with a spinning back fist. Oh right, okay, that mm-hmm. that's cool. Yeah, I, I can see him. In. Yeah. You 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 wanna know something? Five fight winning streak. The last four fights have all been finishes. Wow. <laughs> so yeah, no, definitely in. Yeah, he's doing this everywhere. And the last one mm-hmm. is purely because I like the guy. <laughs> yeah. And no, he's not deserving because I think uh, Diego Ferreira would be more deserving, but Al Ayaquinta. Al Ayaquinta. Oh, right, yeah. Um, what's he done lately? I remember it was his last fight, not that lost to Cerrone. Yeah. Um, nah, it was the loss to Dan Hooker, actually. Oh, Dan Hooker. Actually, fuck it. Yeah. Why is Dan Hooker not ranked? He is. He's ranked fifth. Oh, right. Yeah, you got to have Dan Hooker in. Yeah, but he lost to Dustin pretty badly. Yeah, but still, he's like... He beat Ally Quinter and Paul Felder. Yeah, he's beat Gilbo as well. Yeah, exactly. Gilbert Burns. 
Yeah, all right. I'll put Dan Hooker in as the last one, who I like, Quinter. Probably the closest guy, the guy closest to have gotten to Habib. <laughs> yeah, exactly. See, I'm thinking um, very similar. Well, I want Diego Fiera and um, Michael Chandler in. And I want Chandler in just because he's like, you know, he's like, he's, he's like a name to bring people's attention, you know? It's like, wow, that guy? Who is this guy? Who's this Michael Chandler guy? Why are they nearly putting him against Khabib? <laughs> yeah, know? I get what you mean. Um, and and I think I'd... beat some good people in UFC. The reason why I don't want Michael Chandler in these rankings is because mm-hmm. the at the end of the day, the winner of, if this was a tournament, the winner of this is unlikely to fight any of the guys that were in the tournament. Mm. So you need someone left behind to for him to fight. So he could be like a wild card or something, or like you know, a, you know, someone to like fill in. Yeah. Actually, pick two, pick two fill in guys. There, there's. Like you know, just I like to... Quinter's one, mm-hmm. and um, uh, I like Quinter, and I'll say Diego Ferreira for me. Yeah, uh, I'm not even going to mention Paul Felder. The reason being is because I have no idea what the guy does. He fight? Doesn't he fight? Does he? <laughs> what does he do? <laughs> does he commentate? <laughs> what? Yeah. Plus, he lost to Dan Hooker anyway, so yeah. you know you got to put Dan Hooker in before him. Yeah, um, I think Islam's quite controversial for me, but I only want to put Islam in because I honestly feel he is the biggest threat to everyone on that list to be champion. He is the, he could potentially be the next big thing on lightweight. You think so? Very. very. What, what do you base this on? Just his record or did he impress? No. Not his record, the way he trains. Does he train like a beast, like, like Khabib? Yeah, yeah, like Khabib, but he's from the same camp. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's very, very, very hard to, you know, look past him. And one of the big things I base this on is how many fighters have refused to fight Islam over the years. Yeah, that, that's true. Um, and, you know, but it's like, he, he's been knocked out, though, so he's not like... He's he, not He's unbeatable. not invincible. Yeah. He's not invincible, but I just, I mean, it's MMA. You can't look at knockouts too much. That's true, yeah. Anyone can get knocked out at any single point. It's even more talent in MMA than it is in boxing. Yeah, well, in boxing, it's like you got to be more precise, don't you? Yeah, but when you get knocked out in boxing, mm-hmm. it's pretty bad, right? And well, But you can always come back, look at Tyson. You mean like getting dropped and then like coming back later? No, I mean, like, you have a knockout loss in your boxing record. Mm-hmm. Yes, it looks bad, but, you know, it's a, you could lose a puncher's chance in boxing. But in MMA, you're more likely to have mm-hmm. that kind of puncher's chance loss. Oh, yeah, definitely. But, like, also in boxing, like, you get people with, like... Like, Khabib's, like, one of the only people to reach, like, 29 and all. He's, like, one of, like... In boxing, you see it quite commonly. Yeah, and and there'll be like people who've never fought anyone, and they say, "What? What? This guy must be a beast." No, he's just got a good record. Um, you'd be surprised. Boxing's a lot like MMA when it comes to records. Uh, There are guys out there. I know of an American guy. He's got something like a twenty-four and all record, but he's faced twenty-four cans. And he's going to be fighting White Rhino soon. So he's finally fighting someone who's legitimate. And wasn't, like, Fabio Maldonado, like, 20 and 0 in boxing at one point? To be fair to Fabio Maldonado, right, he was boxing out of Brazil. Oh, right, yeah. right. Yeah, so the Brazilian regional circuits are a lot easier than any other regional circuits. Like, if he was to suddenly start boxing in America, that record wouldn't have looked that way. That that seems surprising to me that Brazilians wouldn't be pick up the boxing. I think they do. There's been Brazilian boxers in the past, but I just think because boxing's such a big global sport, mm-hmm. massive, it's just like it's very hard to compete 
when you're from a country like Brazil. Yeah. Do you get me? When when you're from third world countries, they don't tend to produce many mm. boxes. Like you get your exceptions, like Manny Pacquiao. But right. that's because the Philippines has the boxing pedigree since Mike Tyson, uh, since Muhammad Ali went there. What about all these Cubans? Aren't they like aren't a lot of Cubans are good at boxing? It's a part of the culture where it's not a part of the Brazilian culture. Oh, right. I see what you mean. Do you get me? They're born yeah. and bred. Just like uh, you're seeing in MMA at the moment with these Russian, uh, uh, Russian mountain Muslims. <laughs> yeah. It's a part of their culture to fight. That's why they're so competitive and so highly ranked. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, for the rest of us, it's more of a pastime. We don't, you know, when we're kids, when we get the kids out there and they yeah. train, they train it as a pastime. They don't train it as their lives, not until they hit their teen years or until they turn professional. Yeah, no, absolutely. Big difference. And I think in the years to come, it's just going to get even more worse for like western fighters in my opinion especially for mma and like that's that's something about mma i'm thinking is like are we just gonna see a bunch of these uh russian people from the mountains who happen to love allah <laughs> are we gonna just see them overtake everything i don't think so because yeah. there's they don't really have that culture. Other, there are other cultures out there. Mm. Personally, I think um, the big rise is going to be in Europe. Yeah. Um, not because of European culture, but because it happened in boxing. Right. So boxing so, yeah. was dominated by the Americans and Russians for years, and now the Europeans have started, well, basically taken over. Well, it's just been legalized in France. Legal MMA. boxing legalized MMA. I mean, oh, MMA, yeah. Oh, shit, I forgot it was illegal in France, yeah, for quite a long time now. Now it's legal pretty much everywhere, I think. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, but the French don't deserve MMA. So, what are the top five countries for MMA right now? Um, America, of course, mm-hmm. Russia yep. mm-hmm. is Russia number two now. Mm-hmm. Is Russia number two now? Oh, are we doing a list from one to two? Or one to five? I, I yeah. suppose, yeah, yeah, let's do that, yeah. I, I mean, I don't think Brazil is uh, as high as they used to be. No. They're still high, but not like... Like, before it was them in America going head-to-head. Mm-hmm. And throughout the years, Brazil has just, like, you know, faded away. I still think America's number one. Yeah, America is number one, yeah. Because... USA, USA, USA. Yeah. That's why America's number one. Two will have to be uh, Russia. Mm-hmm. Uh, do you agree with that? Yeah. Uh, yeah, actually, yeah. There's, uh, who else is there? That's like... Brazil. Bringing out, I mean, who's bringing out all these new uh, talent? Australia. Australia's good, yeah. Australia, New Zealand, but yeah. I don't like putting those two countries. I, I prefer them together. Yeah, I do too. <laughs> yeah. It's only because it has nothing to do with the countries itself. It's because one region's providing one fighter and the other region's providing the other, right? Yeah. But they're still sort of like, you know, within each other's regions. Yeah, like New Zealand guys will probably go and fight in Australia and vice versa. Yeah, exactly. That's why I don't... That area of the world is producing. So I'm going to say fourth, Australasia. Right, yeah. And uh, what is number five? Oh, it's a hard one, number five. Um, I want to say Poland. Yeah, Poland's a good one. Yeah. um, There's so many you can pick between Poland producing good fighters... uh, China. How come... No. China's got. Uh, China's you... getting good. China's like winning What's in terms of countries. Mm-hmm. How can we not talk about Japan anymore? What happened? I don't know, man. Ja- uh, the, ja- the Japanese are producing more boxers than they are MMA fighters. 
Well, Japanese people are very, like, uh, faddy, if you know what I mean. Like, they go with, like, what's popular. Like, when Pride was popular in Japan, you know, everyone's training MMA. You get new fighters coming up, and it's... That is just... After Pride folded, it just went downhill. Europe's not really producing. Western Europe, anyway. Isn't mm-hmm. Nigeria? But then these Nigerian guys are going to other countries to train. That's the thing. Do you consider like Usman and uh, the Israel Nigeria? Yeah, when all the like yes, and then there's been, like in Australia or America or whatever. Right. How have we missed this? I've yeah. just thought of something. How have we missed this? The UAE. Oh right. Yeah. Who've they got? The entire Middle East. Oh, right. Yeah, but, like, who are they... Who Who's, like, coming out of there who's, like, in the top ten or whatever? Well, it's not the top ten. It's the amount of exciting talent that's suddenly hitting. Like Manuel um, says, and... Oh, wait, he's Moroccan. Yeah, it's uh, just that sort of part of the world, like Munir Um I think there's a lot of talent to come out of them, uh, them at the moment. Some guy called uh, Anas Siraj Manier. He's He's really good. Azeta. Who? That other Moroccan guy. Wait, wait, forget the thingy. Let's just say Moroccans. Okay. Right. Uh, what's his name? And he's a beast as well. He's been knocking people out in the UFC. Uh, Azeta. Um, what's his name? I don't know, man. <laughs> when when did that fight? Like a few weeks back, I think. Let me, let me uh, sorry, mate, it's late. Uh, um, Othman Azeta. Othman. How do you spell Othman? O-T-T-M-A-N. Oh, Othman. Uh, I wait. can't believe you don't know, uh, you, you, you I, don't I probably, know this guy. I, I probably do, I'm just like, uh, you know, I'm... I've been uh, pretty distracted lately. <laughs> I, I'm pretty an, sure I've seen him fight, though. He's an absolute beast. Let me see. I, I'm looking. At, I'm getting his record up now, just to see if I've. I know I've seen him. Who's he beat? Uh, he's uh, beat Timo Pakalin, Pakalin, mm-hmm. um, and he beat Karma Worthy. Um, yeah, he's this guy. Yeah, he's knocking yeah. everyone out. Yeah, exactly. He has so many first round knockouts in his re- resume. But isn't he German? Uh, he was, uh, I think he is German. Mm-hmm. Um, he's of Moroccan descent. Yeah. But I think, if I'm right, let me check this. I have a feeling he actually is like. Uh, I don't think he fights out of Germany. Oh wait. I'm not sure. I'll need to check up on that. I don't believe he does fight out of Germany. He might do. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, yeah. He's another one, but Anas fights in what the UAE. So does uh, it's a global sport. But these guys must have learned their trade from somewhere. Yeah, that, that's right. So do you, do you want to talk about the rest of this card? Ah, oh, forget that was shit. <laughs> no, there's uh, Robert Whitaker. You know, he was good. Yeah, you just we just watched the middleweight division die. <laughs> yeah, I, I know. I'm I'm kind of interested in seeing uh, Robbie go and fight Izzy again. <laughs> Yeah, totally interesting. All one bit. <laughs> what What would you like to see Izzy do? What Who Who would? Is Is this like the good, the perfect time to do the Jones fight? I think it is. Yeah, that that might. The only well, problem is Jones doesn't have the belt. Oh right, yeah. I guess he doesn't need the belt. Just Just fight. Yeah, just give him the fight. Forget that. Do an interim title. Interim. <laughs> Um, do it. Yeah, he could fight Blackowitz. Huh? 
You could become a two-way champion and fight Blackowitz. Be a good time. Yeah. And then right. that would set up a huge fight with Bonds, by the way. Oh, yeah, exactly. But do you think you could, like, handle Blackowitz's power? Do you want my honest opinion or the opinion I want to give? Uh, give me both. Give me uh, what opinion do you want to give first? The opinion I want to give is no, he can't, because I'm sick to death of two weight champions. They ruin the sport. Right. <laughs> right. Okay, and your honest opinion? He's probably going to beat him because Blackowitz isn't that good. Yeah, he's good. He's just like, he's very open, isn't he? Like, Jones would beat him from what I've seen, unless he gets hit. But Jones is hard to hit. Very, very hard. And Jones has uh, some things to his game, especially when it comes to guys that come forward. You can't really hit Jones without getting hurt. Like, yeah. he'll hit you with an, he'll elbow you in the arm or. For me, leg. when I see John Jones, all I see is like a guy who's a bigger Adesanya. Do you get me? Yeah. He can do everything Adesanya does, but because he's bigger, he can do it. Not, I wouldn't say better, but harder. <laughs> yeah, it's more efficient, maybe. Yeah, That's more enough. efficient. It hurts more. It's like, <laughs> you know how, like, you get cars and you get a smaller model and a bigger model. Yeah. The same car. Mm -hmm. <laughs> That's basically what we're seeing with them yeah. two. Yeah, I suppose so. I think uh, Israel is a lot more technical on the feet. Jones is better with the grappling. Jones has the height and reach advantage. That's that's a big thing as well. And he makes the most out of it. I don't think there's... If Stefan Struve could even do 10% of what Jones can do with his height and reach, Stefan Struve would be undisputed heavyweight world champion. Yeah. That, I, the thing is, like, I was, I was watching that Struve fight, and I'm just thinking, like, his head is really exposed if you just throw, like, big loop and punches. Yeah, it's like it, the easiest punches to defend against, and he doesn't. Yeah, it's, it's like... I think is it's his uh, anatomy, because he's mm -hmm. so tall. His head is like above his shoulders to a point where he can't use his like arms or shoulders to protect him as well as like some other guys. Yeah, he stretches out too much. Also, I don't think he has the cardio. If he had good cardio, mm -hmm. oh, he would have been brilliant if he had good cardio. But I don't think he does, so he can't have that kind of jab first and move style. It's like. When you have like that sort of body, you're, you're weak in some areas. Mm -hmm. Here's one for you. It was a fight I actually missed. Uh, Philip Hawes. Mm -hmm. Tell me this. Why was that fight on the main card? I don't understand. Uh, Philip Hawes, he won tough. I mean, not tough. Uh, you know, even a contract. Yeah. I guess they just want to hype him up as like a big thing because this was a big card to put him on. Yeah, but then they put him on against an unbeaten fighter who's four fights into his MMA career. Yeah, they they do that. <laughs> they 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 did that with. They used to do that with tough winners. Four fights into his MMA career. Uh, just imagine all those guys in the world right now that are four and all, and there might be millions of them dreaming of the opportunity of getting a UFC, and they gave it to this guy, and he got knocked out in eighteen seconds. Was no one else available? Exactly. I mean, <laughs> at least, like, give him a guy who's, you know, low, lower card. Don't give him someone, another debutant. If you if you want us to be excited about this guy, don't put him on the game, main card and give him a debutant. Give him someone oh. who's at least, you know, had a few fights in the UFC. Well, at least he lived up to his end of the bargain and delivered. Yeah, I'll give you that. I think he's a brilliant talent, Phil Hawes, yeah. looking at him. I think he's going to be... A Great time for the UFC. Yeah. You can only beat what's in front of you. I just think it was horrible matchmaking here because for me, I'm not going to remember. I'm going to remember the 18 second knockout. But yeah. I'm going to, I'm always going to think back to Jacob Malkoon's record and think, what the fuck? Why are they giving him a can on a main card? Yeah, exactly. Uh, it's weird, isn't it? If they do that sometimes, I guess they were expecting it to be quick.
and like just something a highlight for Phil Hawes. But even still, why would you put him on the main card and not just like on the prelims or something or on YouTube prelims? Yeah, it's a, it is what it is, I guess. Can't really say much. Yeah. Yeah, uh, Jared didn't look too good. Who? Canonier. Oh yeah, yeah, he looked good. He was competitive. He just, you know, he he's like not quite at the level of challenging but, for a title yet. Yeah, might never be. To be fair, who knows? Who knows? You know, but he's thirteen and five now. Um, he looked all right. He looked like, but in my opinion, he looked like the best he can be. The the best he can be. Yeah, like you know, his body looked great. Mm. His fighting looked good. It looked very mm. good. Yeah. But I don't think he can improve on what he's done. Nah, he must be able to, man. He, he, you know, he's he's getting better. He's better than he used to be. I don't know. I don't think he can improve on that. I just think um, that's as good as he'll get. What about... Oh, yeah, what do you think? So, what's next for the middleweight division? Who fights is he? Anyone? Oh, God, I don't know. Maybe uh, put the middleweight division on haters for a year. <laughs> and uh, have Izzy move up to... I don't know. Might, might help, actually. Here's an idea. Give you Romero another shot. Give everyone another shot. They're all going to lose. <laughs> Only your Romero lose by, like, split decision. <laughs> yeah, the thing is, I don't know. We've given Yoel so many title shots and he's never been able to do it. He has to earn it now. Ah, uh, yeah, he does. It's too bad. He's like 40 as well. Yeah. Can't rely on him. Um, Volkov, Walt Harris, what do you think? Yeah, Volkov just picked them apart. It was quite beautiful. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Title contention? Pretty yeah, nice. I mean, who who else is the... Uh, oh, wait, Nganu. They're probably going to give him Nganu. Just so Ngannou can knock him out in like two seconds, <laughs> and then Stipe can like keep avoiding the rematch. Yeah, that's true. Um, Curtis Blades, Jezinho, Derek Lewis, Overeem, uh, JDS, Volkov. Um, yeah, it's it is something. Yeah, yeah. Who if you even at this point if. Nganu wins the belt. Who does he fight? <laughs> He's beat everyone. <laughs> exactly. Maybe Derek Lewis again. Uh, yeah. Oh shit. And then they can just. They might throw two punches this time. <laughs> you got Derek Imagine Lewis Derek... can be champ. <laughs> oh, they've got a. Oh my god! I'm in heavyweight. Yeah. 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 Checkers rank number nine. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. Uh, who who is it? Is it Czech Congo? No, it's me. Oh wait, what? I'm ranked number nine in UFC. Oh bloody Shabulev Shama, what's his face? <laughs> Shamil Abdurram Rak Himov. Yeah, he, he's he's a uh, he's I. He's another Russian mountain Muslim. Yeah, but um. I don't remember him being like the killer. Twenty and five. I, I've I've seen him lose. I, I'm gonna get his record up because I've I've seen him lose a couple of fights before, like to people who like, you know, he's also thirty nine by the way. No, I'm not. I'm thirty. <laughs> sure you are, Sham. Sure you. Are. I'm young at heart. <laughs> Let's see. Okay, yeah, but that—that's the thing. Is um, you just lost the Curtis Blades. Yeah, I clicked on the wrong Shamil here, and I've come across someone called Shamil Ahmedov, who's six and zero, and he's also a heavyweight. Oh no, yeah. he's a light heavyweight. Oh man, he's gonna have to pack on the pounds if he wants to fight in Ganu. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh god, uh, Leandro. Silver Oliveira. 
Why does that name ring a bell? I think he fulfilled the freeze. It might not be him, actually, who fought Bill. No, I don't think he fought Phil DeFreeze. He has a very good record, though. Hmm. Cool. Is there... Is there anything else on this card you'd like to talk about? Not really, to be fair. I mean... Did we bring up uh, Shavkat Rak? Hammerlock. Chris, they're our main audience. Wait, is there only 50,000 people in Kazakhstan? 50,001. <laughs> Who's the one this MMA fighter? Yeah. Cool. Um, so, yeah, Shavkat looked very good. Mm -hmm. Yep. Um, I uh, got the guillotine choke, tapped out, uh, Brazilian Jiu Jitsu black belt, cowboy Oliveira. I don't even, like, yeah, chopped out a black belt, and he looked big and strong. He looked massive, by the way. Yeah. Pat Oliveira. It, it made me think, like, you're talking about juicing. How the hell did that guy make weight? <laughs> yeah, yeah, no idea. There's just, that's it. He's probably getting some of Khabib's tricks off him. Yeah, but something interesting is, do you reckon, like, because of Habib Nurmagomedov, there's mm -hmm. going to be a massive influx of Muslim fighters, and not just from the Russian uh, Caucasus region, but around the world? Yeah, absolutely. I think he's already had an effect. I mean, Khabib's, like, one of the most popular fighters in the world, isn't he? Yeah, I think there, there's going to be a lot of guys coming up into MMA that are going to be from Muslim mm -hmm. countries. I think that might be because he's Muslim. Like, lots of Muslim people, like, you know, they see the Muslim guy and then they're, it's the same with anything, you know. Yeah, it's I'm like, calling it right now. Yeah. The next big fighters are going to come out of Afghanistan. Really? Yeah. Afghanistan? Why, why Afghanistan? Um, I, I don't... It's because... If you look at Afghanistanis, mm -hmm. they're like built like tanks. The, you, do you know any Afghanis MMA fighters? Yes. One is from my town. Who? You know him. Oh, bloody Abdul Muhammad. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I didn't know he was Afghanistan. Yeah, he is. Oh, but it was that other guy. Um, oh, what's his face, man? The guy who knocked out Paulo Tiago. Who knocked out Paulo Tiago? Oh, he knocked him out with like a nice uppercut. Oh, I'm forgetting his name. Uh, hold on. I'll get him. Sean I'll get Spencer? Him. No, it wasn't Sean Spencer. <laughs> <laughs> Didn't he lose to him anyway? Sia Bahadazada. Yeah, him. He's Afghanistan. Oh, yeah, he is. I forgot about him. Yeah, the, uh, trust me, I think Afghanistan's going to be the next, like, talent pool. Hey, you know what? It's recorded. So if you're wrong, I'm going to rub it in. That's perfectly fine. <laughs> it's a pretty good bet to take, and I, I, I know I'm sort of, sort of convincing you on this as well. Yeah, you haven't convinced me. I've given me no reason. Just other than that, they're really big. <laughs> is there any other reason? Um, did, uh, is there like any like rich wrestling culture over there? Um, they are known for their wrestling. I think. I think the entire Middle East is generally known to have good wrestlers because mm -hmm. uh, you know Iran back in the day used to win Olympics all the time. Yeah, that's true. Wrestlers. So uh, Indians and, were 
Yeah, so, oh, yeah, no, forget Indians. We've watched Indians in MMA. I mean, like, <laughs> I mean, Indian wrestlers, like, they... They, uh, they get dropped by jabs, Chris. No, I mean, in, in like, outside of MMA, Indian wrestlers sort of, like, develop lots of unique training styles and stuff. They get dropped by jabs, Chris. <laughs> I didn't say they were tough. <laughs> Now, I have to apologize to all our Indian listeners. Sorry, Shadich. <clears throat> yeah. Sorry, uh, Joachim Spirit Wolf. What? <laughs> I just got it. <laughs> <laughs> that took a while. <laughs> yeah, it did. I didn't say anything because I was hoping you'd go. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, God. Uh, so, shall we call it a night? Yeah, right, let's call it a night. It's been a good night. It's been a pleasure, Chris. It has, as usual. As usual. Uh, yeah, uh, thank you for listening, guys. Uh, I doubt any of you are going to listen for the two hours this went on for. Went on for two hours? Wow. Yeah, wow. <laughs> I know. <laughs> there was a lot to talk about. It was quite good. Um yeah. So uh, thank you guys and uh, good night and good luck with the future. Peace.